I uh, feel like the Lord has placed a word upon my heart today. If you would like to read the text that we're going to be using, we're going to be using two different settings of scriptures or two different texts. We're going to read first Romans chapter 8 beginning with verse number 5. And then I want to read Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5. So first Romans chapter 8 and verse 5. Paul is writing to the church in Rome when he writes in chapter 8 and verse 5, and this is what he says. Inspired of the Holy Spirit, this is what Paul writes. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. And then listen what he says carefully in verse number 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And now turn to Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5. I'm sure we could probably all quote this particular scripture by heart. But Paul writes to the church in Philippi in chapter 2, verse 5, and he tells them, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. I'm going to ask if you bow your heads for just a moment. We'll pray and ask the Lord for his anointing and his help to preach his word. Father, I thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit that I have sensed as we have worshiped you and as we have sang praises unto you. And I thank you for all of these wonderful testimonies that were given this morning. You are a living God. You are mighty in deed and in power. There is none like unto you. We come to the reading of your word this morning, and it is my desire that you would just simply help me to impart the truth that you have spoken into my spirit for this service this morning. In my own ability, I am incapable, and I can do nothing. But if you will anoint me, If you will give me divine direction and divine liberty and put words in my heart and in my mouth and cause me to speak as you would have me to speak, then I know that we will be blessed and we will be encouraged and we will be strengthened by your word. And so therefore, Lord, I ask for those things. I ask you to bless me that I may be a blessing. I pray that you would anoint me that I may be capable I pray that you would touch me, that I would be an instrument through which you may touch others. Glorify your name. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone in agreement with that prayer said amen. Amen, amen. amen. So we don't have a slide up here this morning, and you can't read the title of my message, but... 
I want to title what the Lord has laid upon my heart, a checkup from the neck up. A checkup from the neck up. As we begin here this morning, we no doubt hear often pastors, teachers, preachers, ministers, evangelists, encouraging us to examine our heart and make sure that our heart is right with God. And I might add, rightly so. We should hear those things and we should hear it often. We often hear them encouraging us to make certain that our priorities are straight and to make certain that our motives are in the right place. And they endeavor to stress to us the need and the necessity of an honest heart check now and then. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 23, Keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Out of your heart flow the issues of life. I myself have preached messages concerning the heart and I have encouraged anyone and everyone that would listen to check their heart and check it often because I truly believe that we must have a pure and honest heart before God. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The psalmist asks a question in Psalms chapter 15, verse number 1 and verse number 2. And he says that he asks this question, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? And who will dwell with you in your holy hill? That's verse 1. And then he answers his own question. And this is what he concludes. The individual that will abide in the tabernacle and dwell with God in his holy mountain, he says, he that walketh uprightly and he that works righteousness and he that speaks truth in his heart. So I, I believe with all of my heart this morning that we must have a pure heart and we must have a heart that has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus and a heart that is pure before God. But this morning I want to ask you to just for a moment or two, let's leave our heart out of it for just a moment and let's have a checkup from the neck up. Let's just have a checkup from the neck up because I believe that we can have a clean heart and we can have a sincere heart and we can have an open heart. But if we, amen, if we don't have proper thinking, our thinking is eventually going to lead us in an inappropriate direction. When we, when we hear the, that, that little cliche, when our thinking gets to stinking, we will start eventually sinking. Can you say amen? 
Amen. Let me give you just an example of what I'm saying. Saul, who would later become Paul, was not just a mean, vile individual running around persecuting the church. That wasn't who Saul was. Amen. Saul was an overzealous religious zealot that had a sincere heart and a head full of bad theology. Hello? He was sincere in his heart. In other words, his heart, he thought he was doing God a favor. And in, in his heart, he thought he was doing the right thing. But in his head, his head was taking him down the wrong track. And I said, we can have a sincere heart and a right heart before God. But if our head isn't put on straight and our thinking isn't what it ought to be, it will lead us in the wrong direction. We need to understand that, yes, we must have a clean heart and a sincere heart, but we must have, amen, proper thinking as well. You've heard the old expression, stinking thinking. Let me put it another way. What's in the well will eventually come up in the bucket. Hello? <laughs> Pastor Gary, what on earth do you mean? Well, what I'm saying is whatever is in the well of your mind is eventually going to come up in the bucket of your life. What, what is in the well of your mind, what is in your mind is eventually going to come up in your life. You are, you are eventually going to walk the road that you are thinking on. As a man thinks in his heart, the scripture said, so is he. And if he ain't that yet, if he continues to coddle whatever he is thinking, he will eventually become what he is thinking. So we need to make sure that our mind is, 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 is in proper order, not just our heart. And this morning, I want us to do a little checkup from the neck up and, and just examine what some of the things that we are thinking about. It has been said that a father of an act is a thought. The father of an act is a thought. I have preached this before. I've said this before over the years of ministry. If you sow a thought, you will reap an act. If you sow an act, you will reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you will eventually reap a destiny. But it all started with your thought life. It all started with the thought, but if you continue to think on that, you will reap an act. And if you continue to sow that act, you will reap a habit. And if you sow that habit, eventually you're going to reap a destiny. Our scriptures declare, our text declares that if we are carnally minded, then we will reap actions that bring forth a spiritual death. But if we are spiritually minded, we will reap actions that bring forth life and peace. Again, our text declares that we are to have the very mind of Christ. And if we know these things to be true, then I believe that there are times that we need to take time 
time and evaluate what we are thinking and what we are contemplating and what is in our mind. And it, amen, because what is in our mind, we will eventually follow. So with that in our mind this morning, there are three things that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart this past week about our thinking and what kind of mindset that we need to have. And the first thing, I want to bring three things to you. The first thing that I believe that we need to do when it comes to having a checkup from the neck up, I believe that we need to make sure that we have a set mind, a made-up mind, a mind that is made up to do that which is right in the sight of God. A mind that is set on those things that are pleasing in His sight. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1 through verse number 3, the Bible says, If then ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. And then he says, and set your affections, your affections on things above, not on the things of the earth. For if you are dead, amen, in your trespasses and in your sin, then your life is hid with Christ in God. Let me give you the God's word translation. What Paul is saying is keep your mind on things that are above and not on the things of this world. Amen. The American standard says set your mind on things that are above. What Paul is saying is that we must keep our mind upon spiritual things. We must keep our mind and our affections set upon the spiritual things of life. Amen. Because if we sow those things, then we will reap spiritual life in Christ. Amen. Now I'm not saying that we're not going to have inordinate thoughts, but I'm telling you this morning, amen, when those kind of thoughts come into our mind, we need to bring them into captivity and bring them under subjection and bring them unto the obedience of Christ and continue to meditate upon the things of God. Paul is saying that we must set our affections, our thoughts, our aspirations, our goals, our objectives, and our ambitions upon heavenly things. How many of you find yourself battling with your mind to keep your mind stayed upon the things of God? I mean, you know, there are a lot of distractions in this world. Sometimes we don't even realize that they're, they've come to distract. Amen? Sometimes we don't even realize, but we have to have a made-up mind because thoughts are like seeds, and seeds that are sown will eventually bear fruit, and our thoughts will eventually bear actions or produce actions. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7, Paul says, Be not deceived. Don't fool yourself. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And verse 8 is paramount. If he sows to the flesh, then of the flesh 
he is going to reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall reap of the Spirit life everlasting. In other words, amen, our thoughts, amen, can bring right or wrong harvests into our life. To be spiritually minded is life and peace, our text says. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse number 3, Isaiah says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon the Lord. If you are having anxiety and trouble in your mind and fear and doubts troubling your heart, let me tell you, amen, I believe you can overcome that by keeping your your mind upon the things of God. And when the enemy tries to bring in something other than what God says, we put it behind us and focus upon what God says and what God says we are in him. Now, I didn't say that. Isaiah said that. Amen. God, the Holy Spirit through Isaiah said, I will keep him, her, in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Amen. Let your thoughts be firmly set in the things of God, upon things that are above. Our mind must be stayed upon him. Our thoughts need to be focused upon heavenly things and we need to have a made up mind. A made up mind. I've used this phrase down through the year. Too many people are wishy-washy. One day they wishy that way and the next day they washy that way. Hello? This is what Joshua said to the people. He said, you, you go ahead. You, I call heaven and earth against you, but you choose today who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we have already made up our mind. There ain't no turning around and ain't no going back. We have made up our mind. We are going to serve the Lord. Amen, I'm calling you this morning to make up your mind and serve the Lord. Amen, when the enemy would have you to think otherwise, when the enemy would come and try to have you think otherwise, set your mind upon the things of God. And when you set your mind upon him and the things of the Lord, he will bring a peace to your life. Beware. Of being double minded. Beware of being double minded. James chapter 1 and verse 8 says that a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. A double minded man, the God's Word translation says, a person who has doubts is thinking about two different things at the same time and can't make up his mind about anything. (laughs) How many of you have have been preoccupied with something and you're trying to concentrate on something else and you feel like you are torn ever which way but loose? I've been there. I've been there more than I care to admit. 
My wife and I were headed to church this morning and she was praying and she said, Lord, bless my honey this morning. And, and, and Lord, you know he doesn't multitask very well. So, <laughs> so help him to get his mind off of some other things so that he can concentrate on what you've put in his heart to preach. It's true. Amen. It's true. There are times we get distracted. There are times we feel like we are being pulled one way and then the other. What's the answer? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Amen. What's the answer? Stop being double-minded. Concentrate on the things of God. Put your affections and your and your mind, your 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 thoughts upon the things of the Lord. Set your affections on things above and watch God begin to clear out a path for you to walk. You may not have the answer right now, but God has the answer. A checkup from the neck up. Are we making sure that we have a set mind? A set mind. You know what one of the problems with the children of Israel were when they came up out of Egypt? They never really became everything that God wanted them to be. And you know why? Because they had a double mind. Some of them kept wanting to go back. Some of them kept wanting to go back. The Bible even says that they, they sat around and they remembered the leeks and the onions and the things that they had when they were in Egypt. Well, they should have been thinking about how they had some taskmasters and how they had some folks, you know, making them, cause them to make bricks and all the other things. They should have had a full picture of what was back there. Some of us sitting around going, well, you know, amen, my mind wants to go this way and my mind wants to go that way. Let me just tell you, the sweet by and by back there, amen, ain't everything that it was cut out to be or ain't everything that it was. I mean, that we may have it built up to be in our mind. Set your affections on the things of God. Set your mind, have a made up mind. The second thing that the Holy Spirit brought to my heart about a checkup from the neck up is we must have a renewed mind. We must have a renewed mind. What does that mean, Pastor Gary? In order for me to explain what I mean by a renewed mind, we have to talk about the, the triune makeup of man. We are a triune being. We are made in the image of God. We are a triune being. We are body, we are soul, and we are spirit. We have three parts. The body is, of course, this outer shell that you see that allows us to function in this dimension. This, it, there's another me on the inside of me. You understand what I'm saying? There's an inner me. This is just the outer body. This is just the house. The soul is the seat of our affections and our desires and our appetites and our, the seat of our intellect, our will, our emotions. It is where we think and where we feel and where we decide. The Bible said when God got ready to form man out of the dust of the earth, that he formed man out of the dust of the earth and set him up. And then he breathed into his nostrils. And the Bible says, and man became a living soul. In the, in the original Hebrew, it literally means that God breathed the breath of lives, plural. He breathed a soul and a spirit into us. 
And we became a living soul, a quickened spirit. Remember when God said to Adam and Eve, don't eat of the fruit of that tree because the day, the day that you eat thereof, you will surely die. Well, they ate the fruit. How many of you know they didn't fall over dead? What died? The third part of that triune individual, the spirit. Their spirit died. There was a disconnect in their spirit. There was a God breathed the breath of lives, the soul and the spirit into them. And when they partook of the forbidden fruit and disobeyed God, there was a disconnect of the spirit. They were still flesh. They still had a body and they still had a soul. But it was the spirit that died. And Jesus Christ, the second Adam, came to die on Calvary's cross so that we might be born again and our spirit man would be alive again so that we could make a right connection with God. You understand what I'm saying this morning? Their spirit died. Their spirit perished. When I got saved... And I got up from the altar. There wasn't anything about me that was different in my body and my soul. My spirit had been born again. My spirit man had made a connection with God. In fact, there wasn't anything that changed about my body or my soul. What changed? I mean, I didn't get up from the altar and drop 20 pounds. I was still the same old me. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, there was no outer physical change. What did change? My spirit man was born again. And now there was a war inside of me. Now there was a war inside of me. Because my spirit man who had made a reconnection with God had had made things right with the Lord and had been born again and renewed by the power of the blood of Christ. Amen. Wanted to do what God wanted me to do. And the same old man who I always have been and my mind who I had been feeding junk for years wanted to lead me down the same old path and do the same old stuff that I had always done. And now there was a battle, and that battle takes place in our mind. And therefore, we need to renew our mind. We need to renew our mind. I want you to understand this morning that we must have a made-up mind or a set mind and then a renewed mind. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 and verse number 2, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2 is very important. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How are we transformed? 
How is our walk transformed? How is our life transformed? Yes, our spirit man needed the blood of Christ so that we could be born again. Amen. But how is our body? How is our life? How is our soul transformed? It is transformed. Amen. Paul said by the renewing of our mind. Amen. Instead of all of that that old junk that I'd been feeding my mind and thinking all those old negative ugly thoughts that I'd been thinking about for years and all of those things that I had dwelling in my mind, now I wanted to move, do the right thing and now I need to know what God says, how I'm supposed to live so that I can renew my mind and out with the junk and in with the word of God. Don't allow the world to conform you to their thinking. Instead, allow God's word to transform your life. We used to sing a little chorus, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Let me just tell you this morning, the more of his word you get down on the inside of your life, the more that word will transform your life, transform your thinking, renew your mind, and it will cause you to walk in a different way. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 22 and verse number 24. Paul writes to the church in Ephesus and he says, Now put off concerning the former conversations of the old man. Put off the former conversations of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And then he says in verse 23, And be renewed... In the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and holiness. What God is saying is that our mind needs to be renewed. What Paul was saying to the church in Rome was your mind needs to be renewed by the word of God. How many of you have ever seen a cocoon all tight and wrapped up? It used to be a little caterpillar. And it wove that cocoon and now there is inside of that cocoon there is a metamorphosis going on. There is a change happening. And when that cocoon breaks open, it's no longer a worm. Can you say amen? It's a beautiful butterfly. How many of you a few weeks ago saw all them butterfly floating through the valley? Wasn't that something? My wife went out and took pictures. Oh, my goodness, look at all the butterflies. <laughs> that's, that, that's the way it sounded to me. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm like, cool, yeah, you know. And then I saw someone posted a, a, thing, a thing on Facebook that yeah, said, yeah, I killed half of them coming down Highway 16. <laughs> but, but think of that cocoon. Think of that cocoon. A worm crawls in, and there's a change that happens. And a beautiful creature flies out. 
That's what God is saying. That's what Paul is saying. He's saying, get into the word of God. Let the word of God get into you and it will cause you to have a metamorphosis. It'll cause you to change. It'll transform your life. Amen. And when you come forth, you'll come forth looking like a different creature. You'll come forth like a brand new creation and a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Mm. We need to have a transformed mind. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, verse 3 through verse 5. He says, for we walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Let me just stop right there and preach a minute. If you've got the enemy sitting down on your shoulder and telling you that that you're a nothing and a nobody, that is a word that exalts itself against the knowledge of God because God said you are somebody. God says you are, amen, a child of the living God. I came to tell you, he goes on to say, bring those thoughts into captivity and unto the obedience of Christ. Amen, check up from the neck up. Are we allowing God's word to transform our mind? Amen. Do we have a set made up mind? Are we, are we working on transforming our mind? Are we bringing every thought into captivity? Or are we thinking the same old worldly thoughts that we used to think when we were in sin? Hello? We need to have a made up mind. We need to have a renewed mind. The third thing that the Holy Spirit placed upon my heart is we need to gird up our mind. That's the way Peter put it. First Peter chapter one, verse number 13. Peter said, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober, hope to the end of the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Gird up the loins of your mind. What Peter is saying is, if I I can just put it in a very simple terms, if we don't control our mind, our mind will control us. Guard, gird means guard. Guard your mind. Guard your thoughts. Guard your thoughts. Amen. Peter is saying take control of your mind or your mind will take control of you. The word gird carries with it the, amen, the, 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 the insinuation that we are to bind up and to closely monitor our thoughts and our mind. We must guard our mind from confusion and doubts. Guard our mind from unbelief and skepticism. Guard our mind against anxiety and worry. Guard our mind against judgment and criticism of others. Gird up our mind. Guard our mind. Pastor Gary, how can we guard our mind? Let me give you some words from the Apostle Paul that I feel like are very appropriate. 
Here's how we can do it. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Paul says to the church in Philippi, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, And whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there's any good at all, if there be any praise, then think on those things. Think on those things. How many of us find our mind wandering off in the wrong path and we're not thinking on things that are lovely, we're not thinking on things that are pure, we're not thinking on things that are of a good report, we're not thinking on any of that stuff. Hello? Well, guard your mind. Guard your mind. Thoughts are like birds that fly into a tree. Say, Pastor Gary, sometimes I have thoughts that run through my mind and I have to go, I rebuke that in the name of the Lord. We all have thoughts, things that come into our mind. But you don't have to let the birds sit down on the limb and then build a nest and hatch eggs and just stay there. Hello? What do you do when that thought comes into your mind? You turn it away. And how do you do that? Paul said, whatsoever things are lovely and honest and of a good report and whatsoever things are pure, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, think on those things. Think on those things. Amen. Guard your mind. If we do not guard our mind, we will find ourselves wandering down the wrong path. So we must set our mind. We must have a made-up mind. We must renew our mind. Renew our mind. And we have to guard our mind. As I close this morning, let me just ask you, a checkup from the neck up. Yes, we should monitor our heart. Yes, we should make certain that there are no unpure motives in our heart. But I just, I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to bring to you this morning that the battle begins in our mind. And whatever we allow to remain in our mind, whatever we are contemplating and thinking on and, and coddling in our mind, then that's the path that we're going to travel So guard your mind, renew your mind, have a made-up mind to set your affections on things above. Let him be not just Lord of your heart, but let him be Lord of your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. A checkup from the neck up. I, I will tell you right now, as the Lord began to lay this on my heart, I, 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 I looked at the thoughts in my mind. Some, some of the thoughts were wonderful, some of the thoughts not so much. And we are all the same way. The Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart, said, this is where I want you to go this morning. Have a set mind. 
put your mind upon things that are above because to be carnally minded and oh, how often we are carnally minded. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Put on the mind of Christ. Guard your mind. Gird up your mind. Have a renewed mind. A renewed mind. When the enemy comes and says something that's contrary to God's word, let your mind settle on the truth of the word of God and be transformed by God's word. Bow your heads, if you will, please, all over the building. A checkup from the neck up. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Heavenly Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. I am grateful today, Father, for the word of the Lord that you've given me to speak. I am grateful this morning, Lord, for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that I sensed as I preached your word. And now, Lord, I just simply leave to you what you would do in the hearts of the hearer. Father, if we have had a double mind, if we've had a mind that hasn't been set on the things that are above, if we have been carnally minded instead of spiritually minded, if our mind has not been stayed upon you and the things of God, then this morning, Lord, help us to have a set, made-up mind. Lord, this morning, if our mind has not been renewed, if it hasn't been transformed, then I pray this morning, Heavenly Father, that you will, as we, as we conform to your word and we conform to your will, as we conform in obedience to your commandments, Lord, I pray that you will divinely transform us into that beautiful butterfly. Transform us with a renewed mind. And finally this morning, Lord, if we haven't been guarding our mind as we should, speak to our hearts. Reveal to us the error of our way and help us going forward, I pray in Christ's name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. How many of you here this morning would be willing to slip up a hand and say, Pastor Gary, I needed to hear this message today. God bless hands all, all, all over the building. All over the building here this morning. I'm so grateful. I needed to hear it when the Lord put it in my heart. I needed to hear it when the Lord put it in my heart. Stand to your feet, please. Let me pray with you as we dismiss and they come to sing. My Father, you've seen every hand lifted. Maybe we're here, we don't have a set mind or we don't have a, a renewing of our mind happening. We, we're not guarding our mind. Thank you this morning, Lord, for making us aware of it. 
Thank you this morning for gently speaking to us and showing us the things that will bring about life and peace. I pray this morning, Lord, that every single hand that was lifted from this moment forward, you said that you'll know the truth and the truth will make us free. I pray right now, Lord, every single hand that was lifted, that that truth that has reached their heart will, will just be embedded in their spirit. And Lord, that from this moment forward, there will be a marked difference as we take a checkup from the neck up this morning. I pray these things, Lord, in the name of Jesus. As we dismiss from the house of the Lord, go with each and every individual. Bless every household that is represented here this morning. Go with us throughout the remainder of this week. Help us to be an influence and a testimony of your grace and your power. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will minister to every need in every house, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, in every area. Let God arise and let the enemies of the Lord be scattered. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And bring us back at the appointed time and we'll give you praise and we'll give you glory. In Christ's name.